Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And that's right. Cranking this is toes up, man. It's time to have a little fun with NFL Week 2, or uh, given uh, the, the, <laughs> the state of some of our teams, NFL Week D-Stat Poo. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> there's some ugly football being played. I know it's early. We talked last week. You know, it's early in the season. Try not to overreact and, you know, keep things in context. And for some things, I think the curse of Joe Poo apparently is very legitimate. And keeping it in context is there are some dumpster fires going on in the NFL. <laughs> that is for sure. So we will get into all that. But first, let's get everybody up in this piece, man. Yeah, let's do it. So let's see. Who should we start with? Hmm. I think. Get off my line. I think we might as well start with McGuffin because there might be a whole bunch of people yelling that. <laughs> Chuck Pagano up in Indy before too much longer, dude. Before too much longer, man. It's getting rough up there, brother. Where's your song? Hmm. See, this is what happens when I mess with the playlist. Anyway, here you go. We'll, we'll go with this one. There you go. We'll go with the classic, man. We'll go with the classic. <laughs> Seriously, though, what's the over-under on the number of games Chuck Pagano survives? Or do they just ride this thing out knowing that there's no point? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I'm just, I want the best possible draft pick to rebuild this team. So you want to so, keep Pagano then? Okay. Yes. <laughs> keep him till the end of the season. Let's get some picks. Let's get some free agents. And let's try to build this defense and offensive line. So and get Andrew Luck healthy. And get, get Andrew Luck healthy. I mean, because he's, he's... Maybe like, we should get Andrew Luck healthy first and then start building. Yeah, yeah maybe. So he's not playing. He's not practicing. You know, at what point do you just call it? You know what I mean? At what point do you say, it's just not happening, man. Don't bring him back. Don't play him. None of it. They're playing at home against Cleveland, and Cleveland is a favorite. Should tell you something. Yeah, no, I hear you. (laughs) Is that going to go up on a banner? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) The Browns are favorites, but we won 2017. (laughs) If they could actually do it. You know what I mean? You know what? If if the if it goes up to like Cleveland like minus four and they lose twenty to seventeen, we'll get a new banner that says we covered the spread. There you go. So I mean, they did cover the spread against Arizona, so that banner should be going up very soon. Yeah. So all right, all right. I hate to drop this this early in, in like the podcast. We haven't finished introductions or anything yet, but you know, with the struggles in Arizona and the struggles in in the app in in Indy, if if you could turn back time, brother, would you keep Bruce Arians? <laughs> yeah, man. He was coach of the year. <laughs> but it would have been impossible to because Pagano was coming off the, the cancer. That would have been dirty pool, wouldn't it? It was an impossible hey, situation. Chuck. Hey, Chuck P. Sorry you had cancer, bro. You're fired. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> God, how, how ugly would that PR disaster have been? <clears throat> would have never lived. Dude, it was impossible. That I mean, would, that's a PR campaign that would have been so bad. It would have been like uh, like Robert Griffin the Third would have been on board with that one, right? <laughs> <clears throat> There's a guy that needs to shut up. Let me tell you, if if I could turn back time, <laughs> RG three. My God. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, it popped but, into my head. And I was just thinking about Arians, and it's like, man, it it just seemed like there was a good connection with Luck and. You know, it's it's less 
a knock against Pagano and more I'm curious what that would have been like. Uh, obviously, Arians in Arizona, they have their struggles at the moment. For the most part, I've liked him. I mean, uh, occasionally he rubs people the wrong way. I kind of get that. Um, but, you know, I mean, clearly we're looking at the end for Carson Palmer. I mean, how much does that have that guy have left in the tank? He's looked like he's so, aged about, like, five years, man. He's uh, he's yeah. looking real old. Yeah, well, you know, the NFL, man, it, it, when, when the age gets you in the end, it gets you quick. It does. You know, such a small margin for error, and you lose a little bit, a little bit of quickness, a little bit of speed, a little bit of whatever, and suddenly you go from being, you know, an all-pro to good to average to, whoa, time to get benched, bro. I don't know if he's at bench o'clock yet, but I think Arizona's in for a humpy bump. Well, obviously without David Johnson, but they're in for a humpy, bumpy year. So, speaking of humpy, bumpy years and the mighty Joe Poo, we might as well get Mark in here. <clears throat> What's up, brother D-Stat? What's happening, almost birthday boy? Uh, you know, all the good stuff. Just grinding through the week, struggling through the week. Uh, it's a it's a late night here with the brew crew, man. It's like midnight and we're just starting. That's usually a bad sign, <laughs> but <clears throat> that's okay. Well, you know, what are you going to do? You ready, to hit, you ready to hit your cue, bro? I was getting ready to say, are you ready to hit your poo? But I was like, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> you ready to hit your cue, bro? Yeah. All right. Three, two, and fun. Woo! Woo! Wow. <clears throat> That's, uh, that was emphatic. I'm surprised you still have vocal cords left after uh, probably uh, fussing a bit during that Giants-Lions game, man. Bro, I, I, I did. I, 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 they, they just, Look, just recently returned. Yeah, it, no hate, no hate. I mean, I I have games where I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, it you know it happens, so it's all right. Hopefully, it doesn't continue to happen too much. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we talked a bit about that after the fact, and uh, you, you, I'd like to believe. Now, granted, I don't know that. It's one of those things where I, I, I think McAdoo should have owned a little bit more as the head coach. You know, uh, I'm not saying that Eli is should be impervious and you know without criticism, but it, it was kind of a curious sequence of events, and I don't I don't know how much of that you want to lay on Manning, uh, particularly with that play call that was like to delay a game on the whatever fourth and goal. You know, I, I've seen some fairly reasonable points about they took too damn long to get the play in, and that helps out the problems, and maybe they should have called timeout and blah blah blah. Uh, you know, they had some issues in that game, and. I, I, I'm not sure, you know, I guess in the grand scheme of things, do you think that criticism of Eli was warranted or is that, you know, and it's, you know, maybe, maybe some of it was, but I, I think this is really more about the way he went about doing it in such a public venue. Yeah. I, I think that Eli, I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, Eli held the ball uh, too much and that, mm-hmm. that was frustrating me and, yeah, Eli, you know, should have been aware and 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 should have either gotten the playoff or gotten the timeout called. That was a bad mistake for a, a veteran quarterback. But I mean, honestly, to me, and I certainly mentioned this to you. I mean, the mind-numbing thing that happened really when they got down the goal line was on first down, offensive holding from the yeah. one where the guy, you know, close lines the guy got him around the throat. Like you just can't do that. That I, I mean, so I, I honestly wish that he called out the lineman for making that bonehead shit play because that's. <laughs> That, that's just that's beyond inexcusable. You cannot hold at the one yard line. Not not blatantly. 
I mean, again, like we say, there's there's holding on every play. We realize that yeah. that was blatant. That was absolutely. And I, I can't even try to pretend that that was a bad call. And I mean, you see that so rarely because yes, like what are you doing, man? <laughs> you push them back. You could get it. You, you need to get some push. Yeah. But you cannot do that. And so that's uh, that's far more egregious than than anything that Eli did to well, me. Maybe hey, Mark. Yeah. When you're talking about getting some push, are you talking about some salt and pepper? <laughs> wow. Oh. I like that. I don't have that song queued up anywhere, but I do like the pull. I right. do like the pull, man. Right. And by the way, I hear Andrew WK is actually doing a new album. So that might be... First uh, album in eight years. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Although I don't remember his last album. I always think of uh, this particular one, but here you go, Shannon. Because that, that was our dedication to Philip Rivers all those years ago. Still, still valid. Still valid. Oh, and uh, a little tip of the cap to Antonio Gates, man. 112. Hell yeah. Yeah, 112 touchdowns, bro. Setting the re- hanging on like a mofo to get that record, but good on you, man. Longevity does matter. <laughs> mm. That's what she said. That's right. <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, speaking well played, of, sir. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, I saw a headline on Gizmodo that said when male ducks hang out together, their penises get longer. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, I also saw a headline on the Washington Post that said, "I used every pumpkin spice product I could find for a week. Now my armpits smell like nutmeg." So, Lovely. yeah. So you just got penis. What? And, you just got penis and nutmeg <laughs> back. <laughs> Back to back, so that's and, and that's for y'all. All right, so since you're throwing out random animal stuff, I'll throw out one quick one that I learned recently that I'd never heard before. Did you know that manatees? Uh, Randy knows this because I shared it with him, but yeah. manatees actually like bring themselves up, up to the surface by farting. That's that's seriously <laughs> they they hold it in. That's, that's the way they propel themselves up to the surface. So, kind of fantastic. <laughs> that is uh, D stat approved. Oh my god! I, and then oh, for the next time you're what in is, the pool, you're gonna try it. What is what is what is the spirit animal in Harry Potter, Randy? I can't remember. What's the Patronus? The Patronus. So so Mark's Patronus is a is a freaking manatee. Are go. you kidding? My, my spirit animal. My uh, yeah. My, my motivation. My life force. My everything. Ex yeah. fartiarmus. I mean, I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <sighs> if you had if you had farting manatees and duck dicks as the <laughs> intro to the sports fights, <laughs> take a shot. Take a shot. Take a and, shot. Drink the whole bottle. And you know what? Oh, drink the whole bottle, indeed. <laughs> yeah. You win it all. Since I led the way with that, uh, I'm actually yeah. gonna have a uh, some uh, mighty fine li- liquor. By the way, uh, I'm not really a shot per se, but uh, do have my 40th coming up. And so Shannon was kind enough to get me a bottle of Ron Zacapa, which I love. Um, and I first had it when I did a study abroad down in uh, Guatemala. And we went to this little schmancy, fancy restaurant, and I had it. And I was like, man, that is some good rum, dude. And I uh, love the stuff, but uh, not, not a cheap purchase. So that was very kind of you, sir. I appreciate that. And since I led the way on the sports brew with duck sausage and Patronus manatees, I guess I'll have a sip. <laughs> By the way, Dustin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Haven't had that in a while. Woo. 
That'll grow some hair. That'll grow. <laughs> that'll grow some hair. <laughs> that'll grow some hair somewhere. That should is. <laughs> that should be like Matthew Whitfield's like uh, uh, Instagram tagline, shouldn't it? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> No, she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was mean. What? Go ahead. Dude, I do fully expect you to embrace your inner Mike Gundy and get up on the table and start yelling that famous phrase. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Holy cow. 40. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to be 40. Dude. That is crazy. On the same day that the world is supposed to end, by the way. Yeah. No, I like like the, uh, the, uh, you know, synchronicity or whatever. I'm trying to think of a good word for it. But, uh, yeah, that's so bizarre. The world is supposed to end, so we might as well all get drunk and hang out together. I'll turn 40. I'll turn 40. We'll have some great beers, and then... You know, that'll just be the, the end of that. It'd be a you shame. Know. The world's going to end before I even turn 30. That's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, on a uh, funny note, Justin, I did talk to the wife this week, and I'm like, you know what, babe? If the world's ending on Saturday, we do need to have some nookie this week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there is nothing like apocalyptic nookie. So... <clears throat> You <laughs> not, not 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 to be crude, Mr. McGuffin. I thought you were gonna say you, you suggested some butt stuff, but no, no, no. Whoa, we didn't, we didn't whoa! Go out with whoa. If the world's ending, I feel like maybe y'all. Whoa! Are off. Yeah. <clears throat> Mark over here dropping Joe Poo bombs like for real, man. <laughs> nah, we, we don't go there with me. <laughs> Speaking of don't go there with me, uh, I saw this in in Todd's uh, news feed. I don't. We're just like not even talking about sports yet. Uh, right. I was I was flipping through a couple of random things, and of course, uh, Todd, our man Todd, man, uh, props to him, right? But you know, serving beer, drinking beer, tasting beer, all that kind of stuff. Um, resident Redskins fan, long suffering as any Redskins fan is, believe me, as one I certainly empathize. But I did like the fact I was scrolling through his news feed, and he had a beer badge from untapped and it said heavyweight level 22 you like it thick and dark (laughs) 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 your beer what did you think we were talking about (laughs) i was like there you go a little (laughs) little pizzazz on that one anyway yeah <laughs> Pretty good there. So Todd, you enjoy that, sir. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <clears throat> My God, we haven't even gotten Randy properly introed yet. We got all kinds of stupidity going on. Good lord. <sighs> I guess that means we need to bring in Randy, so let's do it officially. We'll go back to seven dust, man. Speaking of, you know, Thick and dark. We'll go with Seven Dust Black. <laughs> there you go. Still one of my all-time favorite songs. I love this song. So, what's going on, bro? <clears throat> uh, a little under the weather, but hanging in there. Way to survive. 
Stay strong. Try to tough it out as long as I can. Heal up. You could always be worse. You could always be Matt Fields. So I gotta ask for for a brief moment in <laughs> for a brief moment in time. Did you actually think the 49ers were gonna hang on and win that game versus Seattle? Were you- Honestly, the fact that we actually got a lead, I was ecstatic, and then I'm just going, "Oh look, you just well, let them go down the field. Good job, defense." And I was just like, "Oh well, I pick, I put 16 on Seattle to win anyway." So, so you you did you dreamed a dream that it very well. It would have been 16 points <laughs> worth losing if they, they had actually somehow oh. magically pulled it off. Oh, one week in Pickham? Are you kidding? That's that's totally worth eating 16 points. Get out of here with that. No doubt. And yet again, that's uh, you know, Seattle's so weird because it, you know, it. I firmly believe they'll be fine. You know, by the end of the year, they'll figure it out. But it's it's certainly a point of curiosity that that offensive line seems to be such a thorn in their side at the beginning of like it feels like every single year. You know what I mean? Like that offense just starts out ugly. <laughs> And then somewhere, you know, before the – they kind of put it together and figure it out and get clicking at some point over the course of the season. But it's like, dude, you, ha- you have some decent skill position players. At, you know, R- Russell Wilson's pretty good. Uh, obviously, generally the focal point with the Seahawks is the defense. But it's like, is it – can you all not figure out a way to tighten up that offensive line to help, like, everybody just play better, look better, be better? <laughs> is it that much to ask? I mean, most everything else is kind of locked up and pretty good, Right. I mean, yeah. they, they have an yep. arm. They have an army of running backs, and you know they have some you know, okay wide receivers. And you got Jimmy Graham, who I think is hurt at the moment, but you know, yeah. But like, didn't Russell Wilson get a pretty decent uh, payday? Well, court, well, he should have. If he hasn't, he's getting ready to. Um, I don't remember. I, we'd have to look, we'd have to double check contract status with him. I could swear he already did, but uh, maybe not. But uh, either way, it's just like it's so odd to me that an organization and a team that has been as consistently good as they have been for a while, that that is like this albatross on them at the beginning of every single season. Yeah. It's so weird. But, you know, I mean, that being said, there are multiple teams that have this same challenge. The Colts have had that challenge with the, with the Lions, um, certainly at least this year. Um, you know, the Giants have that issue on their side of the line. And I forget who it was. Somebody was talking about the state of, well, a lot of people were talking about the state of offensive line play and how ugly it's been, uh, particularly this year. And, and uh, their, one of their main points was that there's not enough pad, you know, practice in pads for O-lines to really mm-hmm. gel together and put it together and have all of their, um, just all their stuff set for how many, for, you know, how much variance there is when they do plays and, how, and what their blocking assignments are and how they have to change depending on what they're doing. And they just don't have enough time together. And so it, it takes a, a period of the season for that to really kind of come together. And it I mean, it's, it's a reasonable point because there are a lot of teams that you're looking at going, seriously, y'all? <laughs> you know, it's just it's just kind of a point of curiosity to me. Gotta so. tell you, man, with the way Oakland's been scoring, no wonder Marshawn Lynch was dancing like a fool Dude. on the sideline. Dude, just- that was great. Just going ham, dude. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. I enjoyed that. Um, so, all right. Well, we we kind of went all over the map. I mean, why not? Oh, and before I forget, uh, Whitfield apparently fell asleep. Or actually, I think quite honestly, you know, there was a lot of articles and a lot of headlines about the mad pooper terrorizing Colorado Springs. I think in all <laughs> likelihood, perhaps Whitfield <laughs> is is being currently detained. <laughs> 
<laughs> for, for trying to emulate that story. Yeah. I'm just a uh, point of curiosity. Anyway. The, the mad fail horn. Yeah. The, the... <clears throat> Let's be honest. The, reason, the real reason he's not here is because he's still butthurt over what Atlanta did to Green Bay. Because, <laughs> you know, after week one, Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I told him not to do that. Told him not to do like that. undefeated season two or something. Yeah, uh, I don't. I didn't hear him say that. But I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's too early. You you don't really know what the heck's going on in week one. I mean, you have a, a certain feel that week one, week two, week three. You know, it starts coming together. But sometimes you need to see teams play a few other teams to get a sense for who's actually good. And what are you, Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cowboys got bushwhacked, dude. Great day, man. Um, huge credit to the Broncos for that one. My gosh, bottled up Zeke, put it on Dak. They couldn't deliver. Although, you know, the, the score was, I think it was 7-7 even late into the second, and then just the floodgates opened, dude. Uh, yeah. Broncos took it to him. But, um, and I've got some notes on that. We'll get to that. But, yeah, it's it still, it, I don't know that I'd say it's, like, week one to me was pretty uneven. Week two, I think you're starting to uh, kind of see the teams that are really trending the right way. Um, I'm still, even though it pains me to say it, uh, I'm still, I feel pretty good about Philadelphia. Um, and I think I, I had said at one point a few weeks ago, like, or maybe it was last week, I don't know, that they could be kind of a dark horse in the NFC East and how much I like Carson Wentz. And I, I really, really do. I thought they, they played the Chiefs pretty tough. Um, and they had a shot late because they, the, they got the ball back. <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. You got know. that onside kick. Yeah. That was I don't I don't know that I've ever seen an onside kick quite good that way. Although when I watched the highlight of it, I was like, should if he he have just grabbed it and tried to keep running? <laughs> I mean, I guess good you know, kudos to him for getting it and batting it and all that stuff. But it was almost like how much like I would have loved to have seen like a wide angle you, to see. I it. don't think you can advance it though if you get the onside kick. It's where you get it. Oh well, then who cares then, right? All right. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of Madden back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> When I used to do that to Matt, I'd kick it to myself and just take it and score. It was pretty, it was pretty good. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm still, you know, I'm still feeling pretty good about them. The Chiefs, I think, obviously are pretty legit. So, you know, we can kind of bounce around and you, and you really start getting a feel for the league and, and some of what, what the teams are doing, how the quarterbacks look, how the running backs look. And my God, there's a lot. Of, there's a few running backs that are just full on, like, glorious. And then there's a whole bunch of muddled backfields where you don't know what the hell going on. Um, but, you know, again, that's why they play the game. So we'll kind of see. So, I, all right, I guess a couple of things. We'll, we'll certainly run through some games. But we'll have some takeaways from the weekend I think is pretty important. Um, and then I know there was one thing we didn't get to last week uh, that we were joking around about uh, with Rand, I think Randy had an idea for some prop bets and some drinking. So um, are you – are you we start there? Huh? Why don't we just start well, there? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I'm thirsty right now, so I feel like drinking. Um, so I'd like there. to. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about uh, Randy's prop bet party here uh, that he brought up. So uh, what what's the scoop on that? What what's the deal? And I think you even had you had a special fun name for it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, call it "Go Get My Beer." Go get my <laughs> beer. All right. So what's the basic Basically, gist? The idea is we each make like one or two bets on uh, the NFL season. Um, so as an example, you say like we'll say Mark says. Uh, Leonard Fournette's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, if we think that's going to happen, we don't take him up on it. But if we think someone else is going to win it, we'll take him up on the bet, and whoever wins gets the beer. Mm. 
Okay. So basically, if we all so Mark puts out a bet and we all take it and we all lose, we all owe him beer, or vice versa. He'll owe all, all of us beer. Okay. So, so in that context, is there has anybody elect? You know, do you, does anybody have like a prop bet or a situation where you're like, yeah, I'm ready to throw down the gauntlet on whatever X, Y, and Z? Does anybody want to call their shot on one right now? Kareem Hunt will be the offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> he keeps saying like that, man. <laughs> Woo. Hmm. Woo. That's a, but see that's a good one. We get yep. two weeks in, but I mean so far, my gosh, he's crushing it. Totally crushing. What did he have? Like two hundred forty-ish yards from scrimmage week one, and mm-hmm. uh, I think if I remember correctly, he had a fifty-three that is yard, correct. yard touchdown. And I want to say he is only ah oh, here it is one of three he's players, one of three players in NFL history with touchdown runs of fifty plus yards in both of their first two games mm-hmm. pretty filthy so not shabby not shabby so that yeah i mean uh, I, I think with him it's going to be the question is going to be um carry management um and rookie wall and staying yeah staying healthy yeah obviously i mean obviously staying healthy but um i mean my lord there was one drive should have been fourth quarter and there was just a big old sea of bodies uh, and kareem hunt just i mean he just powered on through it looked like he was gonna, you know what I mean. It looked like he was gonna carry up uh, just a, a bunch of farting, floating manatees into the end zone. It was absolutely, <laughs> it was super impressive. By the way, kudos Alex Smith leading the league in passing efficiency through two games. Nice, good on, good on you, guy. Um, good for him. Yeah, not bad, but yeah, yeah. It was it was third quarter, I think. Third quarter, Chiefs ball, first and ten from the forty-seven, and Cream Hunt popped through the line, and that was a fifty-three-yard touchdown run to make it thirteen to ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. I also liked uh, that was that was kind of a fun game. Uh, also in the fourth quarter, uh, there was that Bizarro tipped a ball. I think it was Justin Houston that tipped it. But uh, when Wentz went uh, dropped back to throw in third and twelve, Chiefs got it back and it set up what I wrote in my notes as the Travis Kelsey power hour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that shovel pass from Alex Smith to Kelsey and and Kelsey just going through the D and then hurdling into the into the end zone. Man, that was that was baller. That was baller. So, um, Second time he jumped on that drive, I think. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple of hurdles in that game. He did. Um, you know, again, Eagles, you know, they got a, they got a late touchdown, I think, to Aguilar again, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, only catch of the game. One. Yeah, only catch of the game. Um, and, and they, you know, they just ran out of time, man. They had to chuck up a Hail Mary at the very end. because I think they only had like six or seven seconds left after they got the ball back. But, um Entertaining game, I guess. Uh, yeah, but you know, as far as the, the 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 get me my beer or you owe me a beer or beer me or whatever we're gonna call that thing, um, that would be a tempting one. That would be a tempting one. I think that's uh, that's legit. Uh, anybody else have any other like you know? I guess again, two games in, but anybody else that you'd be like, nah, man, I'm taking a different person, rookie of the year, bro. That's really hard to think about, just because, like you said, it's only two uh, two games in, but. If I was a betting man, I mean, you know what? I think at the way things are going, I actually am going to agree with Shannon on this one. So you're mm. not getting me on that one, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't. I mean, he's just been so gangbusters, and it's a it's a good team. They're probably going to have a you know you know it's a good team. They have a quality line. You have a a, a good quarterback. I mean, I don't think Smith is great, but I think he's good. 
Um, they have Serviceable. A, yeah, I mean, they have a good head coach, uh, good defense. Uh, they play in a, they play in a, a, generally speaking, usually kind of a tough division, but we'll kind of see. But, yeah, man, that's a nice upside. And really, the Chiefs, they've kind of had, to, you know, uh, I mean, Spencer Ware was okay in some bursts. Charcantric West had some moments, but... You know, none of those guys really locked down anything. So Hunt, I mean, that looked like that. It looks like it's going to pan out to be such early yet, two games in. <laughs> but for what they needed, for him to look like he looks two games in, they, you know what I mean, that was the perfect compliment for their offense um, and, and for what they're doing. And, and by the way, they're drafting the last two years, getting yeah. freaking Hunt and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got True some playmakers, moves. and you can argue about you know off field stuff, which people will do with Hill. Totally get that, uh, but if we're just talking football context, they've gotten some playmakers. Again, two games yeah. in, two games in for you know Hunt. We get it, um, but you know you look at what he's done so far. It's hard not to feel that that there's some legitimacy to that, and that's not just a fluke. Right. But that'll get settled over the course of the season. There are plenty of guys that have had a nice little run. Uh, for a couple of games and then falling back to obscurity. But uh, I don't know that I – like that guy, I, I kind of feel like he's legitimate. Uh, but the rookie wall gets a lot of those young guys, man. Yeah. Rookie wall gets a lot of them. That's How about you, Randy? You got one? This is going to be an interesting one. I've been thinking about it because uh, I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts earlier and it kind of makes sense to bring this up. But Blake Bortles does not finish the year as a starting quarterback – in fact, he won't even pl- he only play half the season. Ryan Nassib will take over for him midpoint and finish out the season. Huh. I think I might uh bar it and now throwing anything out for injury. Throwing that out. If he's upright and just playing, um I would uh I would take you up on that one, I think. Honestly. Not, I, would it, as, I would as well. And it, you know, it's not that. I mean, it, it's funny because you think about how people were railing against Bortles. It looked like such sheer garbage, right? Um, and he's a weird dude because it looked like he was trending up, and then it's just kind of all gone to hell. Um, and they're very, very run, run heavy right now. But I don't, I don't know that I think that NASA would take it from it again, barring injury, barring injury. So half the season, no, I think I'd take you up on that one. All right. I think I'd take you up on that one. Shannon? Mm-hmm. Um, well, non-sports, I say the world doesn't end on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying, do you, will you take me up on that one? Jeez. <laughs> uh, now, I'll, I'll say I'll save you one. I'll save one. I, I, I'll abstain from that one. You'll abstain? <laughs> I mean, what is this, Judge Judy? Hell yeah. <laughs> I want, you know, <laughs> was it the people's court? We should have the people's poor. You know what I mean? Pour some beers. Well, right? I, I, don't, I don't know if there's parameters on, like, what we can throw out, but. Uh, Did you I just say poor amateurs? I said parameters. <laughs> I like poor amateurs. A lot of pouring on Saturday. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> no, I mean you can you can you can do with it what you want. So yeah, um, no, I, li- I like the idea. I think it's a, it's a very cool idea. Um, yeah. I was going to say that uh, the Seattle Seahawks do not make it past the first round of the playoffs. 
That's tempting. It's just that I mean they've they've put it together pretty well every year. By the time it gets late, so now does that mean if they get a buy, they make it past it? Is that what you're going well, that, with? Well, that's that's see, that's not the first a playoff that, game that, that, that nullifies the yeah it has to because they wouldn't play in the first round. So by default they'd be past it. So that's another one. I think, I, I think I'd be, I think I'd be willing to take you on that. Yeah. Just historical context, and it's tempting sure. because of the bumpy start to the season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've got one. Uh, the Giants will win the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the Giants will have a thousand-yard rusher. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a lot of beers on that one. Oh man, would it be funny though if all of a sudden, like, uh, was it Paul Perkins or somebody like just, uh, you know, just put it together and bam, bam, they had somebody hauling? Be so weird, man. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, a lot of new, new offensive linemen to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, maybe, and I, they'd have to I, stop. I, my, my, my problem, honestly, isn't with Perkins. It's, it's he has he has no line. Yeah, no, there's there's some line issues, but you know, when when we were talking about the uh, and kudos to, to Detroit, it's kind of weird to look at Detroit and say, all right, maybe they're. Maybe they're legit. I, I'm not quite, you know what I mean? I'm not quite sure. But that was a good road win for them to go to New York sure. uh, and look as solid as they did. And and some of the miscues, I think, are legitimately on, um, you know, the Giants. It's not like they were massively down early on. I mean, it, it kind of felt like Detroit was in control of the game. Um, but the Giants had a couple of moments. And I think in particular, um, not... <laughs> I think in particular, I'm, I'm probably paying more attention to him because I have him in a fantasy team. And I know, uh, by the way, um, for all the people that are tweeting at players about how they're killing their fantasy teams, man, just stop, dude. Just stop. David Johnson does not give a crap about your fantasy team. Uh, Marshawn Lynch doesn't care about your fantasy team. Insert player X, Y, and Z. You know, I mean, th- their their responsibility is, is to their job as a football player. You know, Justin. I mean, why why are you bugging Odell Beckham Jr. about your fantasy team? You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like when Matt wants to talk about all the fantasy stuff, like his fantasy teams on, his, on like during the podcast. I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro. People care about their own fantasy teams. They don't care about your fantasy teams. That's why it's not. That's that's why it's not a real good conversation piece, unless it's a bunch of people in the league talking about it. But other people probably don't want to listen to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun to talk about a little bit of fantasy, but there's a point you cross over where people are just like, dude, don't care. <laughs> wow. Don't care. So we just got a couple of phone calls in. Um, uh, line line one is Peter Griffin, and line two is Sam Jackson. Uh, we'll Peter Griffin, okay. you're alive on the sports brew. Go ahead. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. I didn't. Re- Bill O'Reilly cut the line, man. <laughs> that dude's such an asshole. Oh my god! Holy moly! Whoa! <clears throat> my gosh! Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty. Yeah. Well, the freaking god! Anyway, I don't even remember who you were. T- oh, you said Peter. Gr- you know, I don't even have a Peter Griffin soundboard soundboard pulled up. But that's okay because I, if I remember correctly, Peter Griffin should be part of. I think it's one of the Tony Bruno ones. Should be. In my Tony. opinion, that sucked. Whoa! Thanks, coach. Don't taste me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Yeah, I can't believe I can't find <clears throat> who the hell cares. Somewhere, anyway, that's all right. Well, Sam Jackson also called, <laughs> and he had a message for all the people tweeting at the football players. Shut the fuck up! I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> that's probably the most accurate one. Both of those. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, fantasy is fun, man. Don't get me wrong, dude. Fantasy football is fun. Although sometimes it drives me crazy. Sometimes it legit drives me crazy. Like when we were, you know, up in the mountains and whatever this past weekend, and I went to make a move, and then I had no damn signal, so I had nobody in my <laughs> wide receiver running back slot, <clears throat> and I couldn't fix it. That was annoying. Was that one? That's the one reason I lost to Whitfield in fantasy. Oh. Any any of my dudes that I, whether it was Sproles or Lockett, which are, I had Sproles and I was going to change the Lockett. Either one of those guys, I beat them. <laughs> but see, there we go. We're talking about fantasy. We shouldn't do that. But <clears throat> that was annoying. But that's nobody's fault. I don't know, man. I get it if you're frustrated at your fantasy squad. Uh, but what 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 are the players supposed to do about your fantasy team, man? What are they supposed to do about your fantasy team? I mean, like for real. You think Odell Beckham's supposed to be like, oh, yo, bro, Mark, Mark, I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to get you some points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, is, that, is, is that what he's supposed to do? Come on, so man. Stupid. Yeah. I mean, let him play football, man. Wish him well. You know, you, <laughs> I'm sure you can run some smack. There's all kinds of stuff. You know, maybe that's why Kevin Durant has the alternate Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so he can escape fantasy basketball players. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, not dealing with it. Get out of here. You know, distinct possibility. But, oh, anywho. Uh, tweeting players. Dude. Get off my lawn. You know, Shannon, as we would say, truly sports brew style. If you're that consumed by fantasy that you need to harass the football players on Twitter, man. serious have fun with fantasy but they do not they they do not care about your team man (laughs) only thing i'd say real quick is i mean i remember i remember uh many years back and i mean i'm sure this is far from the only time it's happened but me as a degenerate like hearing stories about uh one of the college bowl games where uh or maybe it wasn't a bowl game but it was a regular season game where you know the coach got down the one yard line but you know they were they had the win and it's the end of the game and so instead of going the end zone he kneels on it of course that changes things for better so of course sending them Send the team, you know, death threats and things like that. Like, just stop it. When, when, when your common decency, you know, ends, and somehow like your you getting your awful point across is more important than human decency. That that's that's when it becomes too much. I've always said to you guys, like, if betting and like winning or losing ever got more like relevant to me than having fun and enjoying the games, I would stop immediately because it's just it is a game at the end of the day. But for them, it's their livelihood. I mean, it's their right. job. Well, who, was the, who, who was the Eagles running back that broke My, off like a 50-yard I mean, run and just fell at the You wall. mean Michael Westbrook? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think I Bruce had him Jones that year. did it as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had him that year. People were like losing yeah. their oh, minds. Of course they like, were, dude. You know what's funny, Shannon, is I was going to bring that up. I'm glad that you you you, re, you pulled that out. Um, whoa. Because uh, I was totally thinking Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she oh, said. Hey. Uh, then. Uh, whoa. Prostate exam. Thanks, thanks, McGuffin. 
Well, I am Wish 40. You your free time. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing my job. One of us is in a slight deep trouble. <laughs> <clears throat> so does the mad pooper. <laughs> By the way, just who does that? <laughs> who has time? Just, like, can you not just poop in your own toilet before know. you go run? Just for clarification, just for clarification about the whole mad pooper story. So, in Colorado Springs, there is a, a, a some woman running around, and every once in a while, I, I just like I love this article in Deadspin. Um, a Colorado Springs woman has been taking big craps in front of someone's house for a few weeks now. They're calling her the mad pooper, and she won't stop. <laughs> The cops are involved. It appears to be some sort of revenge pooping. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't know. So anyway, pretty much every quote from the story is magnificent. Quote, they're like, there's a lady taking a poop. So I come outside and I'm like, are you serious? Are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? She's like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. And how can they not catch her? They got pictures of her running around. How can they not figure out who can they this take is? a culture sample? <laughs> You know it's a bad it's a bad day at the office if you get if you get a culture sample of your feces and that's how you get caught. Oh, so um, all right. So at this point, if you're like on one of those dating sites and the mad pooper and the window pooper in England come up, yes. I mean, which which one you taking? Just uh, just remember wipe right. Just wipe wipe right. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all you got to know. If you could turd back time. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they need to reach something, and it's (laughs) right behind them. It's spraying toilet paper, at least. I thought I saw one that said, yeah, like she had had napkins or something, like with her. Sanitary napkins or paper. She had some kind of product with her. Clearly, she knows that she has the poops. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it like IBS? I mean, and I, know, I know I talk crap, so I do BS, but I mean, like, is it irritable bowel syndrome <laughs> or something? Is it that kind of... I mean, there's got to be more to the story. I mean, like, she must have, like, some legitimate issue. She can't just be, like, randomly, like, running. I'm just going to crap there just because, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, right? There's got to be some problem. I mean, doesn't there? Hey, I, don't I don't even know. <laughs> She either got a problem in the head or in the butt. One or the so other. is she? Is, is she? A, is she a Browns fan? You think? I mean, Joe oh, Tom, yeah. Joe Thomas just hit ten thousand snaps. Is she going for ten thousand craps? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, in the article it says revenge pooping, doesn't it? So yeah, I mean, well, it, that, that's the speculation is that there's some revenge pooping. God, look, she's gotten more yards than Ezekiel Elliott got in that Broncos game. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she hasn't given up. <laughs> no. She hasn't quit either. Uh, once you plop, you can't stop. <laughs> Thanks, Pringles. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh goodness! Oh god! Oh, it's standing by the way. Yeah, if I if I have enough uh, refreshing beverages, I may tell you a uh, a story, but we'll see. Uh-oh. I'm not I'm not re- I'm not ready to commit to it yet. <laughs> I'm not ready to commit to it yet. 
I think uh, I, I need some it's more. It's Saturday, so you know. I know. I need some more sips of beer and 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 this Ronza Kappa that you uh, so graciously gifted me. Um, so <laughs> I tell you, the Ron Z. Yeah, yeah. So I tell you what, let's let's finish up the uh, let's finish up a couple of things, and um, I'm probably gonna just take a quick bathroom break. But let's finish up a couple of things, and then we'll shift gears, and you know, then we'll just poop yard. Well, yeah. I mean, well, my yard's big enough. I could go in my own, and it's a non-issue. <laughs> you know, so the advantages of having three quarters of an acre. You know, what I mean, yeah, but- like I can fertilize my lawn. It's all right, y'all. <laughs> It's all good, um, but we'll go with the uh, the you know we'll t- we'll just finish up some thoughts as far as Giants and Lions. I think that's legit because um, that was one of the games that people really wanted to talk about. Uh, obviously, Broncos Cowboys was huge. I mean, my God, I, I I mean, just the memes running around with Ezekiel Elliott were hilarious. Um, and and you know, I've I've really enjoyed the it memes. I don't know how long that's going to be satisfying, uh, but for I mean, at the moment, the it memes are glorious, and that's really a hoot. Um, so I've enjoyed the. I've got yards down here, and there's like Ezekiel Elliott like going into the sewer. You know, oh, I've got an offensive line down here, and there's Eli Manning crawling into the sewer. I mean, they, you know, some of them have been really good. Um, it's just it's one of those things that you know, social media can be so annoying. Hence, like the people like arguing with players about fantasy stuff, and then it can also be really a hoot with just the creativity and stupidity that's out there. Um, and I, I've enjoyed that part. Do, do, you, do you know about the right in front of my salad memes? Right in front of my salad? No, I've seen the like the Shrek on the deck and the kitties on. Well, you know where that's going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've you seen sh- like that spoof lately, but I haven't seen. No, what is it? What's in front of my salad or what's in my salad? No, it's right in front of my salad. Right in front. No, I haven't seen that one yet. You should Google that. It's <laughs> hmm. It's 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 not really it's not really sports brew appropriate, but. Well, Google knew where I was going, right? When I typed right in front of. <laughs> no issue with that one. Know your meme. July 30th. So that's pretty recent. All right, I see a chick arguing in front of a big salad bowl. <laughs> I'll have to explore this one outside of the context of the sports brew. It's going to take me a minute to, uh, you know, uh, wrap well, my head I, around whatever that is. What am I talking <clears> about? <throat> it, it, it can be shared. It's it's <laughs> Apparently, there is a... a, a uh, a gay porno that's uh, came out with uh, two guys are like behind a counter, and this woman is sitting across from them eating a salad, and discovers that they're having sex. Says, "What are you doing right in front of my salad?" <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Bizarre, but it's it's kind of hysterical. Well, two two girls, one cup. Two guys, one butt. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? Where are they tossing the salad? <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail horn myself for that one. <laughs> That's just your last me. one at 39, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, said the world's gonna end. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? Oh man. But uh, so I guess <clears throat> at the end of the day, we we kind of we dabbled on a little bit, but you know, what else do you really take away from? the Giants Lions games and one of the things that you and I did talk about was Brandon Marshall and I meant to bring that up earlier uh, and we were talking about some of the things that they were close right and there were some I mean Eli did make some throws and Brandon Marshall had some really unfortunate drops in that game and if memory serves he had he had a ball in his mitts that would have been a first down on the sideline 
that he went ahead and beeble bobbled out of there. And I want to say that w- was the shortly thereafter was that uh, punt return for the touchdown. Two plays later, it was, yeah, it was this um, you know, big second down where if they could have gotten <clears> that, if they could have gotten that uh, first down. I think probably just across midfield. Um, obviously, they had so little offense all day. It was, it was a huge play, and 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 uh, you know, I, I for a veteran like that. You've got to make that catch. He had another yeah. opportunity with one or two that were tough catches, but that one was right in his breadbasket. And you know, then then so third and long, and they you know do nothing, and then the punt. That's you know, and it's so funny how often that happens that you know the guy the the, the returner kind of messes up the you know initial catch and then scoops it up and takes it to the house. Um, and it was it, kudos to him. It was a great great run back. It but, was. Uh, but I mean that that's you know pretty much put the nail in the coffin. I mean that, that you know with the way the Giants were playing, I think there's maybe like nine minutes left in the fourth. You know that that's up two scores. That pretty much you know, barring a special teams or a defensive touchdown, that that pretty much wrote the end for the Giants because it was a seven point game at that point. Yeah. So uh, that kind of stuff can't happen. I have faith in Marshall, so I mean I I I hope that you know he's still the same you know uh, you know quality veteran that I expected him to be, but. Um, yeah, it just feels like when everything's going wrong, uh, that that kind of stuff just just really compounds and and kind of hurts your soul. Um, well, you know, it it snowballs. You yeah. said oh, absolutely. balls. I did that for Shannon since I didn't play the soundbite for him a, a few moments ago. But <laughs> thank you, sir. I, I, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I still say that, you know I, I I think my carryover is pretty much the same from week one um, as is week two. That that O line is just abysmal, and I, I just I worry that it's gonna stay in Eli's head that's you know even times where he actually has some time yeah um he's just gonna kind of expect it not to be there for him so he's gonna be rushing throws um he 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 definitely was responsible for a few of the sacks yeah um and 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 coach isn't wrong that yes he needs to be smarter and either call the timeouts or got in the playoff uh, when they got down to the one um which, which I honestly I wanted to see them go for it there it's a tough call but yeah. you know uh, when you're down 10, but the way your, your offense has been, you get that close, I, I, I think it's worth the risk. Um, they got the three, and, and yeah, that was good. But, uh, but but yeah, I was I supported the decision. So Eli made the mistake, but the holding penalty, that's <laughs> that's far more egregious. Um, I, I still, I, I, Eli, I, I back him fully. Um, I just, I, I hope they can either get some, some of their starters uh, on the line healthy, <laughs> Um, or honestly, I, I don't know if there's you know, much in the way of you know anybody that's better in free agency. Everybody piles on flowers, and I used to try to defend the guy, but I can't defend him anymore. He's terrible. Um, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's just I mean, I like so much the rest of that team. It's, it's got they so have so much talent wide receiver. I think Evan Ingram's the real deal. I actually really like Paul Perkins, but I mean, if you don't have you know a line to, to create holes for him, well, there's not much you can do. And I mean, no. it's, it's you're not going to have running game without an offensive line. So, and obviously, the, I think the defense is you know uh, for the most part you know lived up to expectations. So, uh, well, if if they had if they had reasonable productivity out of the offense, there I mean they would be in the games, and they're they're going to have yeah. they would they would have an opportunity to. You don't know they're going to win it per se, but they're going to have an opportunity. Um, they, well, like, you, you and I talked about this. I, I, I think the defense is really good, but I don't think they're quite up to like that. You know, old school Ravens like you know pretty much expect them to hold teams to like six points or less most yeah. every game. Uh, not not quite there. Um, uh, there. I don't see a lot of teams you know run up you know 
crazy 30 or 40 point scores on them, but uh, I don't think they're going to hold them to you know sub 10 points every single game, no, no matter who they play. Well, they're, they're, a they're going to get tired, and if they right. you know if they don't get something going on the other side of the ball, they're going to get frustrated. You know, I mean, it's just at some point in any given season, whatever the makeup of your team is is what it is. But you know, if if one side of the you know, if the offense can't produce. If the offense consistently can't produce and the run game's terrible, then I mean the defense is just gonna get worn down. Right. And they're not and they're not gonna part and part of that will be they don't have the belief they, they're gonna have to believe that the only way that team's gonna win is if they win the game. And at some right. point that just takes it out of you. Because you they, they may be able to win a couple, right? And they, they're gonna be able to keep them in some games, but the other part of the team has to, you know, carry their weight a little bit. You yeah. know, and I, I think where I'm surprised is and this I, I do think is, is is relevant. You know, Eli's been in the league long enough. McAdoo, I, I think most of us thought that was a good hire. You didn't quite know it was going to pan out. I obviously hadn't been a head coach before. Uh, but thought that that was a, a complimentary hire to Eli to have an offensive mind um, and, and see what would happen. You know, uh, that it would be a good pairing for the finish of his career. So I'd like to believe that they can go, okay, Clearly, we have, we have to change kind of our tempo, our pace, our play calls, and ex- execution is part of that, sure, um, and do something different and create run plays out of you know short passes. I, I you know what I mean. I would just think that he's Eli's been in the league long enough. McAdoo should be smart enough that they can mask some of the issues and hopefully they gel and play better over the course of the season. But he can't be hanging out there, you know, holding on to the ball, waiting for Brandon Marshall to get open just to drop it. You know what I mean? Um, right. there, there's got to be more to it than this. And obviously, as Beckham gets back to 100%, which I hope he does over the course of the season, they should they should be able to produce more than they have. Um, and I, I'm just – I think the big thing is – the big surprise is I, I would have thought that Eli could have made that those adjustments a little bit in-game on his own, given some of the protection issues, you know. Yeah. But we'll see. It's early yet. <laughs> Two games in. Two games in, so. Great job. All right, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to stretch my legs for just a moment, and then we'll just come back and blow through whatever else. We're about 45-ish, maybe 49, and we'll just keep cruising. Um, So I'm not really even going to consider this like a break per se. I'm just going to stretch my legs for a minute, and I'll be right back. I like it. Yes, sir, I had to stretch my legs for just a moment, but we are back. And we're going to go ahead and ground and pound on a whole bunch of the NFL stuff. Um, and maybe a, a little bit of touch of college football, but we're going to probably have to be pretty efficient uh, at this point, and, which is a rare treat for us. <laughs> so uh, NFL fun facts, by the way. Uh, the Rams and the Chargers uh, games combined drew a smaller crowd than the USC game. <laughs> Way wow. to go. Way to go. Uh, also, fun factoid uh, regarding 0-2 starts. Um, you, you certainly want to avoid those because your chances of making the playoffs when you're 0-2 hover around 12%. Not playoffs. So, yeah, playoffs! Not so good. <laughs> Unless you're the New York Giants. Yes, you, you must hope that that is indeed going to be the case. Uh, by the way, um, I forgot to mention it, but uh, I think it was Prater, uh, 50, that 56-yard field goal. You know it's your night win. You do that, it doinks off the crossbar, and it still goes through the uprights. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was, yeah. That was, yeah. That was ridiculous. That was, that was <laughs> completely, completely ridiculous. Um, 
So let's top a couple things. Broncos, Cowboys, I think was was obviously a, a pretty hot topic over the uh, past couple of days. I love this line from Derek Wolf, um, Broncos defender, and he said, uh, "quote The idea was to make Dak Prescott beat us because we knew he couldn't." And I was just like, "Whoa, man, that's bold, brother!" But you know what? They packed the box. They stopped Zeke, um, and Dak and Des Bryant couldn't win the one on ones. Man, it, it just didn't happen. Um, kudos to Trevor Simeon, uh, four touchdown game ties his career high. CJ Anderson was balling. Um, and it went from seven and seven to seven in the second quarter. That's a good, those are good drinks, by the way, seven and seven, uh, in the second quarter to 21, seven with the quickness. And, you know, really you think about the evolution of the game. Not only was it the worst game of Zeke's career, eight yards rushing, hence all the it memes where he was getting blasted. He even had uh, Ladanian uh, Tomlinson, LT, like uh, call, talking about how he quit in his team. And I love how everybody was, you know, in, you know, calling LT out. And I was like, yeah, if anybody would know, it's probably LT. Because <laughs> I do remember the the helmet games. I, you know, I don't know how many times he did that, but I could swear one time he did that. That was against the Patriots. Um, and I don't remember if that was like a playoff game or an AFC title game or something, but. Uh, all kidding aside, you know, that was a bad look. It was a bad look for Zeke. It was a bad look for the Cowboys. Um, but it's it's kudos to the Broncos, man, for, for having that game plan, executing it, and then sticking that absolute final nail in the coffin. Uh, Aqib Tlaib picking that ball off. A 103-yard pick six with 53 seconds left in the game, dude. Tenth Just, career. Yeah. Pick six, put him in the fourth all time. He passed prime time. Yeah, which you know it, that that's hellified company to be in. And you, you know, pick sixes are weird. You never know. I mean, he may never get another one, or he could have like three. You know what I mean? This season, oh, yeah. it, pick sixes are a, a weird thing, but um, that's obviously rarefied air. But you know, keep in mind, it, it's still year two for Dak and Zeke. And you know, one of the things we talked about was, you know, this is one of the challenges the Cowboys are going to face. Is you know, teams they have. You know, they have all of last year to look at and, and, you know, and scheme for and to challenge Dak's, you know, Dak's progression as a quarterback where they're at to challenge Des Bryant and Dak Prescott as far as passing the ball when they absolutely need, you know, those guys to step up. If they're going to take away Ezekiel Elliott, you know, what can the Cowboys do? Now, not every team has a defense that's on the same level as, as the Broncos, right? But I don't think I, – I didn't go into that game thinking the Broncos were going to absolutely manhandle the Cowboys' offensive line. I, I certainly didn't think that. And, you know, Zeke, what was he – like, didn't he have like 15 – he had like 15 games over 100 yards. I mean, he had some like really good – I forget what it was. He had some pretty significant consecutive games thing going for yardage, and it just got obliterated in that game. This was his worst game since his first game as a pro. Which he had 50-ish yards, I think, in his first game. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, it was Joe Thomas uh, had a pretty salient, you know, point about the whole thing. And, and he talked about having to learn how to lose as an NFL player. And for these these young guys that come in that aren't used to that. And a lot of things go their way for a while. And then, you know, a game doesn't or a couple of games don't. Uh, and then having to deal with it, and, and it's it's learning to lose as an NFL player, um, and I, I thought that was a really really relevant point. 
Uh, it's a quote, the problem uh, when you're a younger player, and some people will take this the wrong way, but you have to learn how to lose. Because in college, a lot of times, these guys come from programs where they didn't lose a lot. And so as soon as things are going poorly, it's easy for those guys to just throw in a towel. And I think we saw that with uh, Ezekiel. Obviously, they had a tremendous season last year. You know, Gibson talking about Ohio State and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where you're losing, sometimes these those guys don't know how to handle it. And they don't understand you have to play at the highest level and give everything you have on a single play, no matter what the scoreboard says, because that's your job, and that's what you owe to your teammates. And I thought that was a, I thought that was a, a, it was well spoken. And Joe, by the way, if you haven't seen all the little pieces with Joe Thomas, I don't know, it's been primarily Fox or whatever, but I feel like he's been in a whole bunch of stuff the past couple of weeks. Um, I think that dude uh, has a future like off the football field doing media stuff. Because he's, he's fun to listen to. Uh, he makes good points. He's got good energy. Um, I like that guy. You know, it's a shame he's uh, stuck in Cleveland. But, I, you know, obviously from his perspective, he's hoping he's there, you know, long enough that the team's good <laughs> at some point. Right. You know, and, and I hope that it is for him. I hope that it is for him. But, you know, I, I, that was pretty legitimate, man. I thought it was pretty legitimate. And, uh, you know. So I, you know, I, I, we can certainly go at you know Zeke for that. I think it's fair. I think it's fair criticism. Um, certainly a healthy dose of public shaming, since that seems to be the vernacular these days. Uh, for that, um, you know, that's a big lesson, and that speaks to his maturity as a player. Uh, and uh, you know, people will certainly talk about stories and some of the off the field stuff with Zeke in particular. Um, some of the antics, some of the shenanigans. That there's some problems there, and and there may be. He's still very young, obviously. Um, the talent is certainly there. Certainly highly productive uh, at this point in his career. That was a bad look for him. That, but that was a rough game for Dak. That was a rough game for the offense. It was a rough game for that team. Certainly a rough game for Zeke. Um, I would certainly like to think that he'll figure that out and, and put that together, but uh, he definitely took his lumps on the field, and he's taken his lumps off the field with that one. So anybody else have any particular takeaways from Broncos, Cowboys? Nope. No. Go to Denver. Uh, go to- <laughs> I was going to say not really, though. I yeah. mean, obviously with, you know, one thing that uh, a lot of uh, podcasts and reporters came up with is the potential that maybe Zeke's also, you know, feeling the stress of, you know, having that, that his suspension be, even though it's been, you know, put on hold, having it reinstated. Well, so it's still, it's be, still hanging over him at some point. Yeah. I, I think, you know, most people think it's not going to happen this year, but uh, you never know. Uh, and maybe that's weighing on him to, on some level, but didn't seem to bother. You should be able to put it behind you and just do yeah, your job. Well, it didn't seem to bother him week one. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like I'm I, I'm not I don't know that I ascribe to that particular theory. I mean, maybe I'm sure on some level he thinks about it, but when you're playing well, <laughs> week one went their way. Didn't seem to bother him a lick. You know. So, but we'll see how the season pans out. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think this is more a reflection of uh, youth and um, immaturity as an NFL player. And he should be able to grow into that. Um, and I still like, you know, not that I'm a Cowboys fan. I still like their upset. I like Dak. Um, but you clearly saw um, a team that schemed to take away what they do well, and they weren't able to rise up and make enough other plays. And, 
you know, that's part of the progression. It's part of the learning curve in NFL because that's a league where you do something well. You better figure out, you know, you have to grow your game. You can't just count on one thing. You can't. You can't. It's not, it's not enough. Not against elite-level teams, elite defenses, or elite offenses. Whatever it is you do well, um, unless you are all-time great at it. <laughs> like, I mean, we, we mentioned the Ravens, but, I mean, that Ravens defense in the early 2000s, that was an all-time defense. Yep. You know, that you, if you could take that team and plop them on the field today, that defense would massacre people. They'd massacre people in any decade, any era. That that defense was that good, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, um, so unless you're in that rarefied air, you know, you have to find ways to grow your game. This is a growth game. It's an opportunity space, and I would think that they'll be okay with that. Um, not so much the result and some of the criticism, but I, I would think that they're that, that they're going to be able to grow from it, uh, and they'll be better. Although I think I think Dak owned it pretty well, at least in the media stuff. Uh, not sold on Zeke yet, but we'll see. Um, as far as the uh, Falcons and the Packers, yeah, the uh, Failhorn was pretty funny with his blowhard Super Bowl predictions after the uh, after the Packers handled the Seahawks, and I you know I enjoyed that. Don't get me wrong. Uh, to be fair, you know, early on it looked like that was going to be a pretty entertaining football game. Once Jordy went out, that that was a bit of an issue, and then some things just started kind of, you know, the Falcons kept making plays and the Packers just couldn't keep up. Um, so I, you know, I'm not, I don't know that I'm ready to say that the Falcons are over their Super Bowl loss, uh, but that's a good two and zero start. Um, they survived Chicago. That's still a little bit weird to me, they, but they, but they, they, but they won. Um, and they did look much better at home against the Packers than on that mushy, soft, squishy field in Chicago. Uh, obviously, that plays to their strengths. Um, you figure Devontae Freeman. I mean, they, you know, they've got a lot of guys. I mean, Julio Jones is ridiculous. You know, um, you know, Ryan's been in the league long enough that you know they they should be productive. That team should be productive, and they were. Uh, but it, it did look like it was going to be an entertaining game from the start. You know, Julio bringing catches in. Devontae Freeman pounded it in. And, you know, the Packers responded. I mean, Jordy went out, but the Packers still responded. They got a touchdown from Tom Montgomery. It was 7-7. Kind of looked like it would be one of those shootout games. And then, you know, it just it just went Atlanta's way. There were some bad, some bad beats in that game for Green Bay, sure. Uh, but, you know, Rodgers made the throw out of his own end zone. You know, that's on him. Uh, making that throw got picked off. And the Falcons scored a touchdown with, like, 22 seconds left in the – first half at that point it was 24 7 you had that weird thing in the third quarter where you know Rodgers is getting crushed and he, he throws it anyway even though he's getting totally crushed and he gets away with a lot of stuff when he's got contact you know he does he didn't get away with that one uh Trufant picked it up around a 15 and just ran it back from the end zone it was reviewed but I, I there was no way they could overturn that um there, there's just no way it was either it was either straight or it was backwards but that was a live ball and at that point, it was 31-7, man. It was 31-7, and the route was on. Uh, that's definitely one of those. The home opener for Atlanta, kudos to them. Um, they still have, you know, the weight of the collapse in the Super Bowl to deal with. Uh, but that was a quality win for them. And that this might be one of those things where it feels like every year there's always certain teams, you know, over in a, in a span of time that, like, have other teams' numbers. You know what I mean? And Atlanta at home might have Green Bay's number. You know? Oh yeah. Because uh, oh, it because yeah. it feels that way right now. Uh, certainly, kudos to Rodgers for getting the 300th touchdown of his career in garbage time. 
but it, you, <laughs> he still got that, so that that was nice. Again, any takeaways from anything else from Atlanta, Green Bay? I mean, I, I don't really know that there's a whole bunch else to say other than they need Jordy Nelson to get back on the field, and obviously Green Bay needs some people to get <clears> healthy. Uh, it may help that they're playing the Bengals this coming week. They're probably going to be just fine. I mean, the only one of the things I was just going to say is I think now um, it seems like Atlanta is starting to get a little more comfortable with the Steve Sarkeesian calling the plays on offense. Yeah, um, they seemed like the little they were definitely uh, more in sync with each other than they were against the Bears. Yeah, but you know, again, like you said, it's at home in, in fast they, track on a turf, fast so that's, yeah. that could make a big difference. Yeah, well, Atlanta I think is a team that you know they they need home field. You know, yeah, definitely. they want to exploit a fast track, fast playing surface. You know, you th- as long as they're healthy, but you know, you think of their wide receivers, their skill position players, where Matt Ryan is, uh, their defense. I think if, if they're at home and they get up on you and they can unleash the, you know, their speed on both sides of the ball, um, they're, they're going to win. They should win a fair amount of games. And if, if they can get, you know, home field for part or all of the playoffs, it bodes well, uh, for them, you know. Not, certainly, Chicago's not going to the playoffs. They look like big fat bag of suck. Um, who did they play this past? Was it the Bucks? And the Bucks just murdered them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, woo! All, hey. that, all that pent up energy from not getting to play week yeah. one. The Bucks just laid the yeah, lumber. Laid the lumber on them, dude. Um, you know, <laughs> one game that didn't surprise me, uh, and we talked a little bit about about don't write off Tom Brady for dead and the Patriots and all that stuff. <laughs> Good God, did they did they bounce back and come back with a freaking vengeance, man? Holy moly. Dude, in the first quarter, by the way, Tom Brady threw for 177 yards and three touchdowns. First quarter. Ridiculous. He's okay. He's just fine. Uh, finished with 447 passing yards. He had over 300 yards in the first half. Uh, second time in his career. Uh, Brady joins Warren Moon as the uh, only quarterbacks aged 40 or older in NFL history to pass for at least 400 yards and three touchdowns in a game. So, I mean, you can't expect it every week, right? Can't expect that, but clearly a good bounce back. The Saints do have problems. They've been fairly mediocre for several years. Uh, Gronk, obviously, while he was in and before he, you know, strained his groin, pulled his groin, popped his groin, whatever he did to his groin, uh, six receptions, 116 yards, and a 53-yard touchdown. Uh, obviously, I hope he's healthy and back on the field. Um, the irony there, Justin, is he hurt his groin on the 69th touchdown of his career. It's only fitting. Only only Gronk could do that. A Gronking to remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, Bro, it's only fitting. Only fitting. You said... Balls. Hell yeah, buddy. Oh, speaking of the Bears, uh, I, did you guys see the story about, um, this is a side note, uh, old Peanut Tillman is training to join the FBI. I did see that, yes. yeah. Yeah, the super rando. Uh, he might have some really good code names. If he actually can hack it, I like that, man. Peanut. <laughs> peanut, peanut Tillman. Mm-hmm. The Peanut Punch. So, good on him, dude. Uh, retired from NFL last summer. He's 36, so he 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 skates right in the right under the age requirement. You know, good player, man. He he was a good player. I always feel like that guy had a crazy knack uh, for forcing fumbles. So we'll see. I w- we wish him well. We wish him well. That would be cool if he could if he could get that uh, 
you know, make you know, hack it with the FBI. Uh, no complaints. No complaints there. Um, as far as uh, tighten up some thoughts with the uh, Patriots, you know, obviously they're trying to fill the whole thing with Edelman, uh, and they should have Amendola back this week. You can't expect him to play every game, clearly. Um, but, you know, the, the art of the Patriots, whether you hate them, whether you love them, is that, you know, the, they can scheme in a lot of different directions on both sides of the ball. Um, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. And that division, I still think, you know, I, I like what the Dolphins did. Don't get me wrong, but that division is still. It's New England's until somebody takes it from New England. Till till Brady retires. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> uh, fun factoid though: uh, Tom Brady had three hundred two pass yards in the first half. Do you know the last player with three hundred plus yards in the first half? Drew Brees. That's a good guess, sir. Two uh, thousand fifteen, Week Eight against Mark's New York Football Giants. Hmm. So it was kind of screwy that they were playing each other, and they're the last two players to do that. Just thought that was kind of a fun, fun factoid. Other fun factoid, uh, by the way, um, is that uh, Arizona didn't lead the game until the final play of the game when they beat your Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> also, random fun factoid. Uh, Perfect season, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Keep it going. Uh, Bruce Arians won his 42nd career game, and he tied Don Coriel for the second most wins in Cardinals history. It's like, wow, how crappy is Cardinals history that 42 wins is, like, second most in that franchise? That's Pretty bad. That's weird, so dude. butt suck. Yeah, that's – that's. do you guys remember when the Cardinals were in the NFC East? <laughs> uh-huh. Isn't that, isn't that weird to think about? Yeah. So, so strange, man. Um, anyway, cards, Colts, there's not a whole bunch to say about that one, but they did drop the old ice in the kicker deal. Um <laughs> I'm still not really a fan of that, but they executed it really well because uh, he did hit the field goal, and then it didn't count, and then he whiffed on the four. I mean, it's a 42-yarder, man. You, you got to hit that. But and then, you know, <laughs> old Brissett uh, threw a pick in the first play of OT, so they got another cra- ended up getting another crack yeah, at it. Yeah, Honey Badger got him on that one. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that was a good defensive play. Uh, also, fun factoid, David Johnson accounted for 34.4% of the Cardinals' offense last year. The most of any player in the NFL. And God bless, given the way the Cardinals have looked recently, it shows how much they miss that dude. Yes. And it is a ton. It is a ton. Um, one of the things we're doing for my birthday weekend, uh, and of course, going to Scott's Edition, drinking beers, having fun, uh, we're also going to watch a little Sunday Night Football on this gigantic old projection screen I got. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Playing some cornhole, watching some football Sunday night. It's going to be good times. Well, that game is going to be Redskins and Raiders. Don't know how that's going to turn out. The Raiders looked mighty fine, but they were playing the Jets, so you can't read but so much into that. Uh, but the Raiders gave the Jets an absolute beatdown. Uh, I love the fact – it cracked me up, man. They were doing, like, Lambo leaps everywhere. You had Marshawn Lynch dancing. I mean, it was, like, savagery. They were just forcing turnovers all over the place. Um, kudos to them. There's, there's not really a lot to say about that game. Again, it's the Jets. But I, I do think the Raiders looked pretty damn good, as did uh, Michael Crabtree, uh, who was uh, re- pretty productive in that game. Um, but I, I bring up the Redskins-Raiders because, quite frankly, we have to talk about Redskins-Rams for a couple of minutes. Uh, I, you know, there's still some inconsistency with the Redskins, of course. No huge shock there. Um, but their run game was fantastically productive. 
against uh, the Rams. I was happy to see that, particularly considering how crappy their run game was in week one. Um, still some issues, some opportunity space problems. You know, they had a 13-0 lead, and then uh, in the second quarter, golf rolls out, and, you know, he hit uh, Everett for a 69-yard gain. Uh, really, it set up a Todd Gurley um, touchdown. He punched in to make it 13-7. That was not that defense wasn't so hot. Um, I do love. I know he he only gets a few touches. They're really really careful how many times they let this guy tote the rock. But uh, Chris Thompson, man, uh, under two minutes to go in that first half, he popped off a 61 yard touchdown run with the quickness, dude. Absolutely filthy. That guy three rushes. Check out this stat line. Three rushes, 77 yards, and two touchdowns in the first half. Ridiculous. Not shabby, brother. Not shabby. Uh, apparently, hurdles were the thing of the weekend. Uh, in the third quarter, it was Rams ball. Uh, Goff checked, uh, checked, uh, chucked, chucked and checked down to, to Gurley, uh, and he ended up hurdling Breland uh, to get in for an 18-yard touchdown, uh, making it 20-17. to 17. Uh, I was particularly annoyed by the uh, Rams' fake punt. Uh, with uh, Hecker making that throw and the Rams getting a big old fat gain right into the red zone. Mercifully, the Redskins did hold them uh, to a field goal, but it was a 2020 tie game. What I was happy to see was in that environment, in a tight game, was that the Redskins were able to close that game out against at least a decent defense. I don't, I don't know how good the Rams are. Again, our, our other, other point of reference is the Colts, and the Colts are a dumpster fire. But I was <laughs> happy to see the Redskins close the game out. They, that was a 70-yard drive to close that game out they got a nice uh nice touchdown throw in the red zone from cousins to ryan grant that was an 11 yarder and then they followed up their offensive score when the rams had the ball back uh golf was trying to hit cooper cup and uh mason foster just picked that off i thought he was going to drop that i thought it was going to totally brandon marshall that thing uh, <laughs> oh by the way if you're going to tweet at brandon marshall and give him crap for your fantasy team can you pick the right damn brandon marshall like seriously is it that hard if you care that much about your fantasy squad can you harass the right Brandon Marshall come on y'all um, don't drink and tweet unless you're the president no I'm just kidding uh, but anyway uh, yeah, golf don't was drink and tweet man yeah. Golf, was, bad. Yeah, golf was trying to hit Cooper Cup didn't happen so they got you know a, a strong offensive drive and then they got a strong defensive play and it was nice to see those things paired uh, together uh, at the end of that game, because I was I was worried about that one, um, just primarily because of you know the connection between uh, Cousins and and McVeigh. So I I was thinking that was going to bite him in the in, in the butt. Um, but the run game, man, I was so happy to see the run game look as good as it did. It's inflated a little bit by a couple of big runs, but they had a ton of yards. Kelly was productive. Thompson was productive. Uh, obviously, uh, Kelly with a, a rib injury, and so P. Ryan got a lot of uh, got a lot of totes at a rock. But you know, we'll see in week three. But I, I felt much better about the Redskins in week two than I did in week one because week one not so hot. Oh, Greg Olson, heal up, buddy. Cam Newton's gonna oh, miss yeah. you. Gonna miss you a ton. Miss you a ton. I was joking around with a, a buddy of mine at work who's a big Dolphins fan. I know I'm like I told you we were gonna like pedal to the metal, man. Uh, I was joking around with a buddy of mine. If y'all have something to say, feel free to interject. Otherwise, I am just going to keep powering through. A big Dolphins fan, and we were talking about Jay Cutler, and and you know I I, I was like, dude, you know Jay Cutler's the kind of guy, man. He teaches you with that arm because he can make any throw you want. He can make it. 
It's just it's it's the old proverbial bad J. And I was like, look, dude, you're gonna have a game this year where you get five interception bad J. It's gonna happen. <laughs> um, you don't know when, and you don't know how, and you don't know why. But bad J is gonna bite you at least once before the season's at least done. Once, yeah. At least once before the season's done. But what I thought was interesting, and obviously I didn't get to see this game, but I just watched some highlights of it. But he was like, dude, it's like they're calling this game for Tannehill. And I thought that was really interesting. I mean, they were pretty conservative. And I, I, thought, I just thought that was kind of an interesting point. So as the season unfolds, given, you know, uh, given, given Cutler's skill set, I'd like to think that they can push the ball more downfield. Look, they got a good run game. Um, they have a good receiving squad. They got deep threats. At, you know, I'd like to think they're going to open that up. Uh, Gase and Cutler will open that up. But I don't want to obsess too much because it's still, you know, only a couple. I mean, you know, well, we're two two weeks in, but it's their first game. Um, again, we want to give Antonio Gates some dap. But <laughs> the same token, when we talk about the sports brew and football, there's usually some BSE. Uh, the Chargers, by the way, drove drove down for a 44-yard field goal to, you know, have a chance to win this game. And their young kicker totally missed it. All right which is fitting for the Chargers. Do you want to know, or does anybody want, anybody want to wager a guess, how many one-possession games the Chargers have lost since 2016? Too damn Ten. many? Too damn many? That's I'll, a good answer. I'll say seven. Seven. Okay, Mark, you want, you want to throw, a, throw your hat in the ring there? I read this somewhere. I want to, I want to say ten. Ten is the correct answer, sir. Wow. They have lost ten one possession games since 2016 the most in the nfl so uh, and and how brutal is it for this team this year to especially their young kicker mm -hmm. to basically tie the game against denver but then you know icing the kicker and then it gets blocked yeah and then he gets iced again and he misses it yeah Actually, no, he didn't get iced this time. He did. They had to rush out on the field because they had no timeouts left. Well, so he had to just kick it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, you got you got to hit him. I know, I, you know, I know he's a young guy, but they, they need <laughs> you got to hit him, dude. You got to hit him. I mean, if you're trying to punch through a 58 or a 60 to win this thing, all right, fine. Yeah, it, that that's a lot to expect, but it's 44. You know what I mean? It's forty-four. You got yeah, as a, as an NFL kicker, you any you know really for the most part forty-five and under, forty and under, you ought to be just about damn near automatic. Pretty close. Yeah, you got to make that mid forties. You know, and so, you know, kickers are a weird thing, man. Sometimes kickers just it's like they just don't, you know, they don't have it during part of the season, and <laughs> it just goes away. So we'll see. I, I, I think uh, I don't know if they've cut him yet. I mean, there's obviously speculation that they're, they're going to replace him. Um, but, From what I understand, uh, he's going to stick with him for now. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So <laughs> that's pretty much what I've written down as far as like notes for games and stuff. So I guess um, other than some headlines and some topical dialogues, we're, we have a pretty short window. So you know we're going to wrap up pretty quickly here, but. Uh, any big takeaways just from the weekend of football, NFL specific, um, that any of you guys, you know, 
lessons, fails, hails, and just takeaways uh, from what we're looking at two games in? Well, New England's not dead. Can't the AFC West is pretty brutal. <laughs> you got three two and teams out there right now. Yep. Um, the Colts suck. Colts are terrible. The Giants suck. Giants. The 49ers suck. Four, yeah, but see, the thing is, with the 49ers, we knew they'd suck. I don't think anybody thought the Colts would be this bad. We, we knew not having luck would be a problem, but I don't. Th- I don't know that anybody thought they'd be this bad. Uh, the Giants, I still think, can can figure it out, but they have they have to be careful. Uh, Mark, who are the Giants playing next? Uh, Philly. Ooh. I think that's zero and three, man. Is that is, is that it in Philly or in New York? I believe it's in New York, actually. But that's Dude, gonna Carson, be a, that's yeah, that's gonna be a big Carson one, man. Wentz look really good, though. The, yeah, they're they're gonna have that uh, that. No, uh, it's it's in it's in Philly. It's, it's in Philly. Philly. Yeah, that's that's a big one because zero and three is gonna that that's it's not full panic mode, but zero and three, if they play ugly and they're zero and three, that's it's gonna be real 95%. tough. Yeah, yeah. If, if they play a good game and are zero and three, I won't worry as much about the record because it'll mean they're going in the right direction. But yeah. if if they play ugly zero and three, that's gonna that's gonna be tough. I mean, you know, you worry about yeah. digging too big of a hole. But I mean, we joked around about it, man. Nine nine and seven might win that stupid division. Sure. Yeah. You know. Vegas has has Philly a six point point favorites, which surprised me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean, I, I guess I can't argue it too much. I, I probably would expect them more four to five. But yeah, anyway, yeah, we'll see. Uh, by the way, yeah. kudos to uh, Chris Long for uh, funding some scholarships in Charlottesville. I don't know if you guys saw yes. this. Yes, first six paychecks. Yeah, first first. I thought that was a nice that was a nice thing. I've, obviously, you know, there's been plenty of stuff going on in Charlottesville, and we're in Richmond, Virginia. My wife is from Charlottesville. Um, so it hits home a, a bit for her, uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly happy to see that he had some big messages. And one of the things that's good to see is, is when people that are in a position to do something, um, advocate and do some things. And this isn't even getting political, man, but this is just saying, Hey, you know, I, you know, he's in a position to do something good for his community and he's doing it. You know, plenty of people talk about it and have the means to do some things about it and don't. So, and this guy's coming out and he, he's putting, you know, he's putting rubber to the road, if you will. Uh, I said, quote, um, you know, I hope that people will consider supporting these efforts together. We can have a huge impact more than anything. I hope that our efforts will inspire others to invest time, money, uh, or passion into our communities and our kids. So whether or not you like long, um, whatever team you're a fan of, uh, I thought that w- that was a that was nice to see, man. So kudos to him for that one. Um, but I definitely definitely dig that. Definitely dig that. Uh, one random thing I thought was pretty funny. Uh, we talked a little bit about Seattle, and obviously we got some you know Green Bay stuff going on here with the sports brew. But um, we were talking about social media, and uh, Eddie Lacy, of course, you know, he got lots of fat jokes with old Eddie Lacy. So. Um, one of the parts of his contract has been hitting weight goals, right? And uh, so anyway, he had this interview. He was talking about that, and he was talking to uh, ESPN's Kevin Van Valkenburg. That's a hell of a name, man. Was that guy a Viking? Van Valkenburg. Is he related to Van Helsing? Are there going to be some vampires around? Um, but anyway, he said that, um, you know, 
you just can't shake it. And no matter what, no matter what, you can't say nothing back to them. Again, this is because uh, he's he's bombarded with insults. Anytime he uh, you know goes on social media, Twitter, most likely or other things, when he opens the app on his phone, he just gets hammered by this stuff. And no matter what, you can't say nothing back to them. You just have to read it, get mad, or however it makes you feel, and move on. I could be 225 pounds, and they'd still be like, "You're still a fat piece of shit." <laughs> It's like ruthless, dude. Damn. Ruthless. He's like, I could pull up my Twitter right now, and there would be a fat comment in there somewhere. Like, I could tweet, "Today is a beautiful day," and somebody would be like, "Oh yeah, you're fat." I sit there and wonder, what do you get out of that? Anyway, it's kind of like a random thing, and you know, we we have a pretty good sense of humor here, sports free wise, and we talk plenty of junk and and run all over the map, but it. It's one of the things that is very true about social media. There's a lot of ugly. The best thing I could say as a player, as a person, if <laughs> if you can't handle the truth, don't don't open Twitter Twitter and like read stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you can tweet, but you don't have to pay attention to what other people say. You don't. There's plenty of people that use it as essentially outgoing only. And they don't worry about what anybody says to them. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. Um, that's one of those things that you, you have to figure out what works for you. And if the clap back or the smack talk or the humor or whatever it is, um, rubs you the wrong way, then you should probably not read it. You know what I mean? Hot and, tip. Yeah. Hot pro tip, you know, and, and maybe that's kind of a cop out. Maybe that's a cheap way, you know, or I guess you could just make a whole bunch of fake accounts like Kevin Durant and. You know, run roughshod on players and organizations and coaches. So weird. No, because I agree. You shouldn't read that stuff. The the only opinions that matter are the ones that you love and and the people that pay you. Well, and they will tell you most of the time. Most of the time, they'll tell you to your face. Yeah, that's right. right. You know, (laughs) your best friend. Not all the time, but most of the time, they'll tell you how it is. Well, you know, I mean, I think there's something to be said for like the you know we we joke around about the perpetual hazing on the sports brew, you know. And we give each other grief, but we also know where we're coming from. You know what I mean? Right, we're all friends. Right. We know we care about each other. And then we just give each other crap, you know. Uh, but we care about each We legitimately care about uh, about each other. So, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, the thing with, like, social media, I mean, if people will just, you know, they're just going to come at you to, to do it. And you have to you have to put that into perspective and, and remember that that's part of what that is people are a-holes online because they can just be a-holes they say things to you that they would never dare say to your face in person they would never do it but they do keyboard, it keyboard keyboard warriors keyboard warriors yeah there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there um yeah. and, and that's a real thing and you know uh you, you just have to be able to, to to segment that out and if it bothers you that much then you need to treat it as an outgoing only thing i'm not saying i'm gonna block everybody but you know, if it bothers you that much, you probably shouldn't spend a whole bunch of time on the platform. You know, there's just there's better better uses of your time as a pro athlete than you know sweating a bunch of clap clap back and meme stupidity. You know, unless it motivates you to to do something. You know, if Ezekiel Elliott's sitting here looking at all these damn it memes with him, and he goes, you know what, next week I'm gonna kick everybody's ass. Then good for you. You know. It just—it's like a lot of things. It depends on on how you use it and what it means. And for some people, quite frankly, um, the really weird world of social media criticism—it's not healthy. It's not. So it's okay to tune that out. Kind of like Shannon's tuning out the podcast right now. 
as his head rolls back. Really, what he's doing is he's imagining a world where the Colts are still good. Friend, you need to buy a copy of Madden. There you go. You need to buy a copy of Madden. And do it. I, I, I can't even tell you the last time I bought Madden. Yeah, me either. Me either. It's, it's been a long time. I, I think my heyday was probably the last time I played a ton. It was probably 07. But I, I was going to say, if you get yeah. Madden, that's still... You can play as the Colts. Just do a fantasy draft, so you can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, by by the way, by the way, I, I, uh, Mark, what do you think about Jay Z reportedly turning down the Super Bowl halftime show? I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Um, the one thing I think is like super odd, and, and this is kind of relatively recent development, is this, is the NFL expecting, you know, acts to kind of pay for the privilege. Yeah, which is weird, and then and, and I think that's a bit nonsense. And then like trying to you know cough up like portions of their revenue from concerts for the exposure, and it's like, bro, the people that are doing the Super Bowl halftime show, they don't really need to do. This is not like an up and coming act. You know what I mean? Right. You know, think think of all the bands that have done the Super Bowl halftime show. Is there anybody that you know without going back like forty years ago when it's some college? band or something stupid you know are, are there any are there any super bowl halftime show acts where you're like i don't know who the hell that is i'm so glad i heard them i must go there, i must go download an album of theirs there's this one band called aerosmith i'd never heard of them before but yeah, other who than are that they? No, yeah, of course it's nonsense i mean it, it, yeah it, it's just i don't know it, it's just weird i don't know and uh, really it feels like they, they're they're more focused on like pop stuff anyway uh, and then these really weird mashups. I'm not quite sure how Jay Z would have fit in that, um, but he doesn't need he doesn't need that. No, yeah, he he doesn't need that. They they should bring back uh, uh, Janet and Justin this year. <laughs> <laughs> Only if she's holding up some kitties on her chest. <laughs> Only if she's holding up the kitties. And there's a Shrek on the deck somewhere, and apparently somebody right in front of the salad. If that happens during the Super Bowl halftime show. Then, then, then life a is trifecta good. right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want all of it. I want all of it. Actually, you know what? Fucking turn back time, man. Let's go ahead and bring Prince back. You know what yeah. I mean? That was a good halftime show. You know what I mean? That was a good halftime show. I do like how it's turn back time, and she's got her backside in a lot of this video. <laughs> like for real, man. I totally forgot about that. Totally forgot about that. Good old share, yeah, man. Anywho, I, I you know, I, and I still honestly, I still wish, and, and they don't really fit it, but I still kind of think, uh, and this is my own bias, I would love to see a Metallica halftime show. I really would, only because it would be so out of left field for what they typically do. And, and Metallica is one of those bands, even if you don't really like them, it's a really good live show. You know what I mean? And, uh, Mark, I've never seen, at least if I have, I don't remember them, and I would have had to have been really drunk or something else along the way. But I would imagine, like, Tool's one of those bands that it's like, maybe you don't necessarily dig all their stuff, but the live show is out is so out there that you might want to see it just for the live show. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and there are bands that are like that. Um, the vibe's different, and just because of what they do, like, the live show is, is they're just great live acts. And I think people forget sometimes, particularly today, in, in the land of manufactured music, in the land of auto-tuned everything, and the, you know what I mean? There's so much overproduced stuff, you kind of forget what it's like to really go out to clubs and see bands and really feel it, you know what I'm saying? 
and there are, there are just some bands that are they're just great live shows, regardless of of how much you go. Man, I love that CD or that album. They're just they're really good live. Mm-hmm. I, I would love that. There's a whole bunch of other, of other things I I would certainly you know be down with, but I don't know. I just uh, let's hope the uh, NFL can uh, break free of this cycle and bring in a real band. Well, <laughs> m- maybe. I think we're gonna end up with you know. Yeah, if you wanted, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll, they'll, they'll probably start recycling some of the pop acts. Probably get like Britney Spears again or something super rando. I, a very, very quick musical interjection, yeah. just because I know all, all three of you would laugh at it. So, watching regularly the show that Justin and I auditioned for. Very entertaining uh, you know, game show on Fox now. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's, it's, it's good stuff. But anyway, Beach I just thought you'll. Y'all would appreciate that uh, there was a category. I don't remember what the category was. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it must have been like, uh, I think it was like the 2000s, something like that. Um, and and the, literally back to back, I just couldn't believe it. But they they first had Nickelback, and then they had Lenny Kravitz next. And I was like, all right, if y'all have good Charlotte next, I'm turning this shit off right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. That's your concert right there, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, you know, you haven't gotten a good... A uh, nice, good Charlotte blast in a long Please time. Don't. Really, I really don't need it. Why not? I'm in a, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I don't understand how angry that fan makes me. He just took the headphones off. <laughs> 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 Go away, kill it with fire. Straight. Steve said, I have to tell you something, man. I'm pretty so, sure I'm pretty sure that wasn't a Madden game. That's the last time I played Madden was when Good Charlotte's the Anthem was part of the playlist. <laughs> broke my disc when I found that out. <laughs> was it a bulging disc? <laughs> Only if you're a duck. <laughs> if I remember so if I remember correctly, it was there was Good Charlotte, Andrew WK, yeah. Seether, and Avenged Sevenfold all on that soundtrack. Uh, was that back when they had like the fake Tony Bruno radio show and that thing yep. or whatever it was? Oh my god! Yep. Yeah, that's that was, that was actually yeah that that's when it was kind of that it was still fun at that point. Um, yeah. That's funny. Oh my! I had totally forgotten how much you love Good Charlotte. I'm, I'm glad that you reminded me. I'll have to throw them randomly in the mix from time to time. Just wait, wait. for you. Did you just say how you how he reminded you? God no. <laughs> no. It's the troll beast hour. <laughs> Make me so angry. Oh man, Winamp's like that's too far down in the playlist. I can't find it. <laughs> Musical Hulk. You're gonna be when I'm angry. Yeah. There's some great things in this playlist we haven't done in a long time, man. Wow. Ride the train? Yeah, buddy. You know what? I'm just going to have to do Nickelback this way. <laughs> just for yeah, you. You're riding the train, all right. The troll just, train. Just, yeah, the troll train. Just for you. There you go. <laughs> wow, I have 55 Nickelback tracks on my computer. That's impressive. <laughs> It is unfortunate, and they're all they're in my DStat folder. 
You <laughs> <laughs> play them all right now. Uh, probably, so, man. So oh. earlier this year, I was on my way home. I was listening to uh, we have Sirius XM in Amber's car, and we were listening to the Pulse, and they do like the top fifteen this week and top fifteen back in another year. And they had gotten to the top five. And dude, mm-hmm. I swear, the made-up concert that we made up for you with all these bands that you hate, literally, <laughs> songs That's were so bands you hated. And I'm sitting there going, he must have really hated radio at that point because it's all they played. Yeah, it's like that's one, like that's, late 2001. Dude. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like. Boy, he must have hated life at that point. <laughs> so great. Uh, it was rough times. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it it will be uh, funny to us forever. Forever, friend. Uh, I remember some of those concerts y'all made up to which, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was basically Kiss, Nickelback, Good Charlotte, and Kravitz, and that, that just makes me want to fucking rip my hair out. I never did kiss. Oh, I despise them. I didn't know that either. The fact, the fact, the fact that they got you know kept out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for so long made me so happy they finally got in. But there you go, Mark. Actually, like protest made me laugh so hard. There you go, Mark. Man, just for you, buddy. Yeah. Talk about the double troll considering it's Detroit Rock City. It's a, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Anyway. It's a, bad, it's a bad sign when you look worse without makeup than you do with it on, so. That's, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of fugly. I don't know. I'm I'm really glad that Gene Simmons usually has makeup on because that's, uh, yeah. that's a rough looking bro right there, man. Not, not an attractive dude. Woo. Whoa. I understand why he gets his women, but oh, God. Ugh. Well, this has really gone downhill at the end, hasn't it? Yes, My yes. Enough of this. Anyway. Just a tad bit. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Throwing, throwing the white flag. Throwing a white flag. Uh, throwing a face paint, man. Uh, one other thing I, I do want to bring up. We talked about that whole J.J. Watt Hurricane Relief Fund, and it got leaked. I mean, obviously they didn't you know, seek out any attention for it, but uh, one thing that came out was that uh, Tom Brady donated $100,000 and Belichick gave fifty. Uh, th- not fifty dollars, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And uh, anyway, Watt ended up talking about uh, that th- that was an incredibly kind gesture, and it shows what kind of people they are, etc. Um, he raised um, the last figure I've seen is that Watt ended up raising thirty seven, like thirty seven million and change uh, from yeah. right under two hundred and ten thousand donors. So he had an initial goal of two hundred grand. He certainly far exceeded that. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully JJ Watt's relief fund is a bit more effective than the Red Cross. Oh my God, those dicks! <laughs> Yay, administrative costs. You gotta love those. But anyway, um, so we'll see. We'll, yeah, I know it's it's kind of it's kind of tough sledding. Um, just a couple of thoughts really quick. A, a good job, Virginia Tech, for beating the hell out of ECU. It, it's still ECU, though. Uh, Mississippi State, that was a nice straight-up whooping on LSU. Largest margin of – I think that was the largest margin of victory they've ever had against LSU. Uh, might be wrong right. about that. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, 37-7, to 7, man, they, they, they beat them down pretty good. Um, that was fun. 
And then uh, Florida-Tennessee, which I thought it really was kind of an ugly-ass game until the fourth quarter when everybody went bananas. It's like, what was it, 37 points in the fourth quarter? I uh, want to talk about it. You don't want to talk? Oh, somebody must have gotten moosed. <laughs> that, was a, that was a moosing. That was a moosing. But it was 20-20 to 20 with just a couple of ticks left on the clock. And then the Gators just, uh, you know, Felipe Franks, that's that dude's name, right? Uh, with that monster old hair, uh, hair Mary. <laughs> Hail Ma- a Hair Mary sounds dangerous. <laughs> That's more like Mark's neck, you know, hairstyle. That's a hair Mary, man. Um, I, well, I mean, you're trying to throw something deep. I don't know. But how do you not blanket the end zone? I know. There was a, well, if if I remember correctly, but like the DB man, like he like peeled off to go at at somebody that was like going to the sideline. It was like incredibly stupid. Uh, but it was a great throw. It was a great throw by Franks. Great catch by uh, Tyree Cleveland. Sixty-six yards in the air, dude. Absolutely filthy. That was like Cordell's his bread basket. I mean, that's, yeah, that's you, you can't give that up. Um, Shannon, it's probably more for you than anything else. Uh, Clemson beating the hell out of Louisville. What do you think that means for Lamar? Is that just a dud game, or does that uh, you know really adversely impact uh, Jackson as far as Heisman stuff and just the year? Yeah, I think that's going to impact the Heisman big time because that was his one big chance to have a primetime game against one of the top five teams. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's when you got a ball out and he got rolled up and kicked out. So yeah. that, that's just one of those things where I think Clemson has recruited well. They've recruited each each um, position deep. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Um, and uh, Dabo's got it going on down there, man. I, dude, Dabo's they, rolling, they, man. Dude, let me tell you something, man. If that offense keeps clicking, it, this team may be better than last year's team. So That's watch a... out, Alabama. <laughs> uh, remember, Shannon, uh, don't do coke. <laughs> or don't do crack. Is that what they said on cops? Don't, don't do, do crack. <laughs> don't do crack. <laughs> Anyway, now that that that's a bold thing, but I mean, woo, yeah, they they whooped them up pretty good. It was thirty three seven at the end of the third quarter, I think. So yeah, that was uh, that was very yeah. surprising, and on the road too. So yeah. gave gave I mean, them the business, dude. Yeah, gave I mean, them. You still have that sound bite. It, it would be giving them the business. Yeah, I might have to scroll down, but I, I may, I may. <laughs> I tell you what, though, if if you're going against me every week on my college picks, you are making a lot of money. Oh, oh, here you go, Shannon. Here you go. I found it. Tell me a moment. Let's hope Winamp's not asleep. Personal file, sixty-nine. Office. He was giving them the business. You know the great thing about that? That was it reminds me of some of these other ones. False start. Offense. Everyone. Let's go to eat a goddamn. Slap. Let's make sure we play like the fucking New York Jets. <laughs> And not some fucking slap dick team. Great ass! <laughs> not some slap dick team. <laughs> Everyone but the center. Everyone but the center. That's right. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, that went, uh, Peter Griffin. Holy bang, ding, <laughs> bang, ding, ow. Oh, man. Holy cannot play with them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Singletary. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. Wow, that's a throwback. I haven't heard that in a long time, man. Woo. Uh, I want Mason. What do you, oh, we my know that. God. Who oh, there you go, the Shannon. hell 
Calhoun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, nice. Coach Calhoun. I know, little Calhoun, man. There, there's some goodness in there. I might, I might have to dig some of that stuff back out and uh, clean it up. Make that usable, man. Hell yeah. That's pretty That's sweet. Oh, yeah, indeed she did. Um, all right. All right, so I'm roll with one pick, and right. then we'll post the rest of them on Friday. Um, I will say this: the last two weeks, I've wanted to go against Michigan. Cincinnati two weeks ago was thirty-four mm-hmm. and a half point underdogs to Michigan, and I thought it sounded too good to be true, so I held off. They cover. Last week, Air Force before kickoff was as high as like twenty-eight, twenty-seven and a half point underdogs, and I'm like. Something's fishy, so I'm going to hold off. Of course, they cover. So this week, Michigan goes to Purdue, and it's 10 points. So I'm going to go ahead and take Purdue this week, plus 10, which means if you're listening, you take Michigan in the points because they're going to win by 50. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got to say, right now, I feel like you're a little bit of kryptonite, so I I, I think I'm going to go opposite, and I'm going to take Michigan minus 10. All right. I, I mean, my, my picks this year are brutal. It it was a brutal week last week. Well, your team, your picks. What do you want us to do, man? You're well, full. I think he came, came, came in second and pick him, I think, right? Did you? Uh, actually, I'm leading him pick him. Oh, nice. nice. So, Good job. Well, I, I was thinking more of the college week. picks, but, you know. Here we go. All right. It's just college picks that's butt suck. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's all right. God bless it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here for the game. Mark, Mark, I know when it comes to Nickelback. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we're not playing Ugly Kid Joe. Stop. <laughs> uh, anyway. There's, there's a 90s throwback. Yeah. Hold no. on, uh, that, wrap up a clock a quick r.i.p yeah. to bobby the brain heenan yeah humanoids will miss you by brain <laughs> humanoids dig 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 all right uh yeah oh let's not forget i think <clears throat> do i owe you guys this story or not yeah all right all right Arnold, yes okay let's close out with that yeah so okay okay we're all done saturday anyway so what does it matter I know. so exactly. yeah we're all, we're all gonna be dead saturday well sure. so uh <laughs> so <laughs> you know inspired you know since we have this whole thing with the mad pooper and tinder poop girl and all that kind of stuff going on wipe right Woo, ah, you know um i was in a I was in a severe need uh while at work today so i had to let it go <laughs> pretty pretty soon <laughs> it was pretty important right uh, I might as well pull this other soundbite too, because I think and it's break free, right? I, I, I think it's I think it's most relevant. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> they know all right. All right. So we have let me poop, girl. Right. We have let it go. And I just, like, flat out had to go, man. So, like, I totally go to the staff bathroom. Uh, I, I like to call it releasing the Kraken. And, you know, took the Browns <laughs> to the Super Bowl. And, like, I thought I was finishing my business. I cu- kind of courtesy flushed. And uh, I had to go again. I'm like, damn it. So I go, 
Go again, man. Next thing you know, I go to flush, dude, and I'm looking at the toilet. I'm like, oh, dear God, no. Don't overflow. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, what? So, so the toilet overflows, and I'm like, "Crap!" So I get on the radio, and I'm like, I get on the radio, and I'm like, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I supposed to do?" So I got to radio the custodial staff, man. I can't laugh, dude. Like, I can't, I can't be laughing. Right, because I blew up the bathroom. So I, I'm like, all right, uh, you know, uh, you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, we've got a toilet overflowing in a staff bathroom, <laughs> and so which, you know, when I'm dying, right, I'm di- I'm just dying on this thing, right. And so within I don't know, 15 or 20 seconds, man, like all of a sudden the radio's like the radio comes live, and, and somebody goes, uh, you know, hey, can we get a custodian to the staff bathroom downstairs? There's a uh, uh, stuff coming down from the ceiling. Oh, no. <laughs> One bathroom, dude. I overflowed. I took out two. I took out the deuce with the deuce. I have to admit, guys, apparently I am the mad pooper. Oh, dear sweet Jesus. Holy hell, dude. I was like. I was like, "Damn!" And I felt so bad. Like, I was like, "What do you do to the? What do you do for the custodial staff when you do something like that? Are you like, hey guys, high fives? Thanks for cleaning it up. Like, what do you do? You what just do you- don't say a word and you go on with your day. <laughs> I felt, I felt like the rest of the day, like I just walked by everybody and I was just like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> Look, if I could turn back time, I absolutely would. Okay, not just one bathroom, friends. The deuce was loose, man. I took out two. Look, Game of Thrones ain't got nothing on me. All right. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, oh my goodness. I, 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 that was like, a walk off. Yeah, that was a walk off I ever heard one. That's like, phenomenal, dude. I, and uh, I was telling, <laughs> I was telling my coworker, I was like, dude, how do you take out not one but two bathrooms? <laughs> how do you do that? Uh, sorry, we need a custodial staff to the other bathroom. <laughs> Something come from the ceiling. Oh no! Oh, uh, I felt so bad. I felt I felt so bad. I mean, I felt good because I needed to get whatever that was out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I needed that to break free. Yeah, I needed to shake it off. I needed, I, you know, bang bang, shake it off all of them. It's not gonna be all right. <laughs> it's not gonna be all right. So I apologize to that actually walked into the room and saw that coming from the ceiling. I was like, well, I was like, I have to leave a note, right? I can't just like close the door and like run away, right? (laughs) You can't do that, right? You you can't you can't you can't release the kraken and it's you know what I mean? Like that like like crop dusting somebody is one thing, but that was crop busting. You know what I'm saying? Like that's destruction. That's weapons of of mass destruction. Like I mean, what are you supposed to do? What do you, you say do? Weapons of ass destruction? Yeah. Like, what do you do? I mean, I can't go ludicrous and just be like, all right, yo, I'm rolling out. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? So, anyway, that was my day. 
And I felt really, I felt really bad. I felt really so bad. So you were like Snoop Dogg and drop it like it's hot, huh? Dude. Dude. I dreamed a dream. Yeah. Yeah. I should have been like, don't let me brown. Or really, toilet, don't don't let me down. Can you flush it? Can you flush it down? Jesus Christ. At least be like the Giants offensive line. Let them just break away. Come on. Hey. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway. So that was uh, for you. Get off my yeah, We appreciate that. I, I probably am going to regret ever sharing that story with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And I don't have any. Huh? That's outstanding. Dude. Dude. Did, did, did Mrs. Green hear the story? No. <laughs> no, she did not. No, and she won't. Unless I turned back time, baby. <laughs> I hope I'm not on some like internal mailing list. <laughs> Who detonated the bathroom? Oh God! Who does that? Who has time? <sighs> you said balls. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, so from all of us to all of Pooh, I mean, er, all of you, um, apparently the curse of Joe Pooh struck us all, whether it was on the field, off the field, or in a staff bathroom. <laughs> uh, yay, lucky me. All right, y'all, and have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and uh, you know, do yourself a favor and courtesy flush along the way, and make sure to not take out multiple bathrooms in one fell poop or swoop <coughs> anyway i'm the captain with the sports you can find us on itunes stitcher radio oh my god live sportscaster.com the google play store keywords are sports and poo er, brew and uh there you go there's that oh my god i should just chop that whole last segment out i should not should i even include that nah, dude that's awesome oh, man all right you claimed right. it man you claimed it that's awesome i did well you know what we used to say man shoot some brown down the tank Joe Thomas, that that crap's for you. <laughs> that story should come with a warning for anybody. Do not drive while listening to this story. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time. Good night, y'all. Kitchen flip side uh, and uh, peace out. Peace out, folks. <laughs> and just remember, we are now sponsored by the UPS. What can Brown do for you? <laughs> <laughs> what can Brown do for you? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Good night, y'all. Hey, man. Nice shot. All right. Good night. Hey. Good night. <sighs> True story. Hashtag. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> That's <hilarious. laughs> yes. And Mark, right in front of the salad, too. <laughs> right in front of my salad. Right in front. Right in front. Extra broccoli. Oh. oh. <laughs> I hope there was no asparagus. Even Britney Spears oh. knows. Yeah. Even Britney Spears knows. That junk was toxic, bro. Uh. <laughs> and also... We built this shitty. Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I, I, I can absolutely say, never again will I do that. That's a one. <laughs> that's a one and bun. Er, one and done. That's enough. I I, I think I've run out. I think. <sighs> Lifestyles of the shitty and famous. I don't know. If you flush, you may get another one. <laughs> no, afterwards. Look, I felt like the big empty man. Everything was out of me. You know what I'm saying? No, that didn't work. Okay, that's fine. No, you can't win them all. Oh, Lord! <laughs> I still can't. I still can't believe it happened. I can't believe that happened. I felt terrible, but you know, sometimes Shannon, you just gotta push it. <laughs> and that, for real, needs to be the end of that. So, good night now. I said we were done, but you know what? As a matter of fact, for taking out two bathrooms at once. Hell yeah. There you go. And of course, as ever, our poop queen. I don't care what they're going to say. I bet it wasn't coming out of the ceiling, was it? <laughs> Good night now. <laughs> Good night, Brown. 